Hi, this is Larry Wilson, and this is How to Talk to Humans. This is the podcast that shows you how to improve your communication skills. Are you looking to get a better job? Are you looking to find a relationship? Are you trying to do things in your life that have frustrated you and eluded you so far? I can show you so easily how to change that. Now, I can only do it with humans. If you're looking to deal with vampires or zombies, extraterrestrials, this is not the show for you. But if you're really looking to improve your communication skills, I can show you what I've learned from 40 years in show business working with the biggest celebrities and superstars in the world, and their secrets are unbelievable. What I'm going to be teaching you during the course of this podcast every week are tools that you can use to communicate toward success. Hi, this is Larry Wilson. Thanks again for joining me on How to Talk to Humans. I think that something that people have a tendency to overlook sometimes is how technology affects our communication skills. I think there's good news here, and that is that no matter how advanced technology becomes, our good communication skills will never be replaceable. I know that it's popular to think that, oh, you know, advances in AI and other mysterious uh, quantities like that are going to change the landscape. And I'm sure there'll be all kinds of adjustments and realignments of things. But fundamentals are fundamentals because they represent the foundation of something whether it's a sports activity or a music activity or a painting activity, it always comes down to fundamentals. And I think I have a funny, uh, I say it's funny, it's not funny haha, but funny peculiar theory about it has become uh, popular nowadays. Uh, I'm sure that many of you are aware of how contentious people have become. People are quick to anger and people seem to be quick to argue. They can't decide that there's room in the middle for this. And I have a theory about it. Uh, it's highly unscientific. So if some of you want to take me to task saying, you don't have any documentation, I would be the first to agree with you. I do not. This is strictly a theory that I have that one of the reasons it's very difficult for people nowadays to have a meeting of the minds where people come together and share things is because the nature of digital technology is binary. Everything that's digital is either represented as a zero or a one. And how those zeros and ones are grouped together uh, creates the information. And I think on some level, it has filtered into the consciousness of a lot of people, maybe especially younger people who've never 
known a world that wasn't digital. They've never known telephones that were connected to the wall by cords. They've uh, never experienced uh, things where you can enter on your phone information and a car comes to pick you up and takes you wherever you want to go and you don't have to give them any cash. All, all these things I think that they may take for granted. I think something seeped into the consciousness that life is binary. Everything is either a zero or one, up or down, black or white, hot or cold, on or off. When in fact, real life is not binary at all. And if you aspire to be a master communicator with all the benefits that accrue to that, it would behoove you to be well aware that real life has many, many gradations of color between black and white of temperatures between hot and cold. Uh, we call these nuance. We call them shadings. And this is one of the reasons, of course, that I think uh, a very advanced vocabulary is a powerful tool for you to have as a communicator because you don't want to just say, this was good or this was bad. Perhaps there's other words that connote more shading to what you're saying. Maybe something was unsettling. Maybe something was disturbing or unnerving. Or maybe something... Sometimes I'll say in my training, especially in the two-day boot camp where I'm working with a small group, just limited to 10 people... I'll say, I want you to think about the word very and see if you can find other words. Instead of saying, you know, I'm very hungry, what if you say, I'm famished or I'm starving? There's so much more texture to those words. They bring a different feeling to the person you're speaking to. Instead of saying, I'm very tired, I'm exhausted, I'm depleted, you know? There, any word that you can come up with, instead of saying, I'm very shy, what if you say, I'm timid? There, there's so many words in the English language that you can use, and one of the secrets to building a bigger vocabulary is to read. And when you see words that you're not familiar with, write them down. Right now, in the old days, and of course by this I mean BC, before computers, you would look them up in a dictionary. Now, of course, you can use the Googleometer to simply determine what it is. But looking up those words and really thinking about what they mean is a very, very good way to build 
your vocabulary. A better way is to use them, if you can, in conversation. Now, some people think that, well, this is a lot of work and I'm going to sound like some sort of egghead or something like that. Quite honestly, I don't think anyone will think you're an egghead. I think they'll find what you're saying, whatever it may be, more interesting because it has more shadings to it. It is no longer on or off, up or down. There are levels of meaning in it and real texture to what you have to say. I think it makes your message, whatever that may be, more compelling. But even if you don't use these words, one of the advantages to knowing the words is when someone else is speaking and uses them, you understand exactly what they mean. There may be occasions when you hear someone use the word incorrectly. I have a couple of friends, and so I, I'm loath to actually give you examples because I never, ever want to embarrass anyone. But I know that they're trying to build the vocabularies, and sometimes they will use words incorrectly. I certainly am not going to correct anyone, but I understand. There's words, uh, in the old days we used to call them homonyms, that means they sound like another word. I think for some reason that word has been changed to homophone nowadays. Um, but I think the meaning is still supposed to be the same. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why someone changed that word, but they decided it was better to call it a homophone. Um, and so I can understand it. It's, it's easy to get words confused. But as with everything else I'm teaching in Wilson Method, you use it or you lose it. If you're practicing, even if it's one word a week, when I was in fifth grade, I had a fantastic teacher named Mr. Cohen. He, he made such an impact on me I have to tell you, I probably think of him almost every single day of my life in one way or another. He was an extraordinary man, connected with children so effortlessly, fired up our imaginations and our interest in learning new things. He had a thing he called chart work. On Monday mornings, he would distribute... Uh, I don't know, I realize as I said, that's not true. He didn't distribute anything. He would have written on the blackboard 20 words, and that was the week's chart work. And you had to copy them down, and then during the course of the week, your assignment was to look up those words, to write them in a sentence that showed your understanding of the meaning of the word. And to this day, I suspect that may be at least the origin of the beginning of my vocabulary because I saw words I'd never heard before and they were so interesting. And then you'd see combinations of letters that you never thought would appear someplace else. 
that kind of thing stays with you. I believe that because of Mr. Cohen, because of his essential connection with it, I can never forget any of these words. I can never forget any of these experiences. And that, I think, is the difference between people who think that all life is like digital information or those people who really see all the vast degrees of gradation in meaning. I hope that you're able to use these podcasts to see that for yourself. And I hope that you'll be with me next week when I have a brand new episode of How to Talk to Humans, and you'll find something there equally useful. This has been Larry Wilson. I want to thank you for spending this time with me, and I hope you found this information useful. If you're looking for more, you can find it at thewilsonmethod.com. There's a ton of stuff there. In fact, if you want, you can even speak to me because I'm human. Send me an email at info at wilsonmethod.com because I read every single one. I hope that you'll join us next week in this continuing journey and you'll be with me for the next episode of How to Talk to Humans.